Welcome to the Modus Operandi Podcast, recorded on the 25th of March, 2021, with your hosts, Alan Miller and Dr. David Overby. This is episode 216. And now for the show... Celebration of the fact that you just got your first shot. Did you get it today? I got it yesterday. Awesome. Uh, any short soreness or anything? Uh, just a little bit in the in the left arm. Are are we going? Are yeah, we re- recording. Awesome. Um, Hello, everyone. That that's of uh, uh, um, oh uh, hey hey welcome to the most operandi podcast. I'm Alan Miller, uh, joined as always by my co-host David, Doctor David Overy, who got his shot yesterday, and I got my first shot uh, three weeks no two weeks ago tomorrow. Um, so you you'll have between fifty five to ninety two percent immunity as of tomorrow. And of uh, April the second, I will get my second shot, which will run me up through the. It's a three week period on uh, this. I've got the Pfizer. Did you get the Pfizer or the Moderna? Got the Moderna. Okay, is that a two week period on the Moderna? I my next shot <laughs> is on April the twenty first. Okay, so it's in three weeks as well. Um, or no, God, that's four weeks. Yeah, I don't know if it has to do with the protocol for the administering the shots or if it's more about try to get the first jab into as many people as possible. Yeah, true. And I think I, I should just I've got to just jump to that topic because <clears throat> this has been handled so badly. Once again, what was the purpose of complicating something that needed to be done urgently and it was already going to be hard to do by having this order of doing people. Oh, actually I can explain this. I can answer this question. Uh, first of all, the, there was, uh, the, the supply had not cranked up to full gear yet. So they were trying to plan what to do with what they had and they went with older people, especially uh, people in uh, in residential homes, but the elderly were first because they're the ones that are going to end up, are most likely to end up in the hospital um, needing ca- needing emergency care in ICU. Um, and so they wanted, the, the main thing was to take to as quickly as possible remove the strain from the medical system. Um, so that's why that, and then the, the next bunch was people that have to work, um, that can't, that can't stay home and uh, uh, quote unquote essential workers, because we don't have the luxury of, of not going to work. Uh, uh, you know, if you're, if you're essential and you have to go into your workplace, uh, then you are prioritized and, uh, it was a pretty broad category. I mean, one C was really broad. 
and uh, now that they've got the supply online, and there's, I mean, he, um, we passed a hundred million f- doses. Um, no, I'm sorry, a hundred million people vaccinated um, three days ago, which is kind of amazing considering the shit show that Biden was left with. I, I mean, it was. Just there was no federal plan for distribution. It was basically just let the states fight it out, which is absolutely insane. Um, So they they managed to put in place, you know, a a working system. You know, after a few hiccups, I mean, there were a few problems with deliveries. I think there were, you know, a few times that stuff got stuck and, and ruined, but. Um, it really sounds like it's going well, and I, I, I don't know. Did you sign up for the uh, the Kentucky updates uh, about what? Um, <laughs> there's a Kentucky COVID update that that when you sign up for your uh, for your shot, it's an option to to get it uh, sent to you. Um, there's like two to five new locations opening up in the state every day, pretty much. Or have been for a while. I, actually, they haven't been for a couple of days. But I mean, it just seemed like every every day, every other day. You know, just let me here, ask here, you if if you had to think of something that really doesn't make sense about the way that this has been done since Biden has been in charge, what might it be? Um, I think the fact that they, I mean, the the absolute number one thing that comes to my mind is that. It's so dependent on the internet and on cell phones to work. The whole system. I mean, it's all about texts and and emails and stuff. And the people that they are really needing to get to, especially rural Americans that are old, have no access to that shit. I mean, my folks, their internet is like, I I mean, I I could literally walk across the, the country quicker sometimes than the internet gets there. Uh, that's completely false. But uh, they've got the, the the bottom rung ADSL, and that's as fast as it's ever going to get out there. Uh, you know, so it's just basically worthless. You can't, you know, a, a a complicated website like Kentucky's website with you know with all multiple pages of shit feeding back on itself. It, it I mean, it's just mind-numbingly difficult. And then it's like, well, we'll keep you up to date with your with your uh, appointment via text. They don't have a fucking cell phone, you know. All right, so let me let me uh, just ask you then. Think about what you're just saying, which all of which I would agree with, and then juxtapose that with the priority given to vaccinating older people first, and then tell me if you see a problem. Oh yeah, that's. I mean, I, I said that's the number one problem is that they. I mean, that's a big problem. Like you're stalling everything by only looking at this one factor. And the main, the goal is herd immunity. And from that epidemiological standpoint, it doesn't matter at all. It should have been, if you can get this, who can get here first, get them vaccinated. Let me tell you what it was like for me. And I, I know you like to maybe have a little bit of fun with my internet using habits, but in terms of basic navigating skills, I know how to use the internet and I use it regularly. I also happen to do a podcast. So it's, it's not like I don't know what the internet is. And this is how I got vaccinated. And I, I want you to hear me uh, tell you this and you can tell me what you think. 
So the way I finally got vaccinated is I found on one page where there was a new site through which one could get registered. So I click on to this page and it's telling me this, but guess what it doesn't have (laughs) there on the page? A link to the site that it's telling you about. It doesn't have it. I swear it doesn't have it. So I click out of that. I go to the search engine and type it in thinking, okay, it'll come up. And it doesn't. (laughs) It takes me to channel six, which has a number of other sites that it mentions. But once I go through there and get into that stuff, now I can find this particular site through which I can register. Again, which I had to do because I had already registered through another site, and I'm not going to get into details because it's not the point I'm trying to make. But I had originally registered to get an appointment to get vaccinated on February the 5th. Oh, wow. That's so, super early. For how'd God's you, sake. How did you do that? Because you're a caretaker? No, I said I registered. I said I didn't get an appointment. Oh, I just I oh. got my name into this um, system where it like to make an appointment. Oh, okay. Uh, the, another big problem then, which you just pointed out, there are at least seven or eight different ways to sign up, and they all they don't talk to each other. You know, so. If you go to the Kroger site and sign up for it, and they 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 don't have any appointments available, and then you go somewhere else and they do have appointments available, you've got to go through the entire sign up thing again because it's a different provider. Or, or uh, um, I mean, we got lucky. Uh, somebody just said check the Kroger um, vaccination website, and it led to. Uh, well, once you'd done all the registration stuff, it actually told you where you could go to get the shot. It was pretty cool. But, I mean, right. it was but really easy. The point easy. that has to be emphasized is we, we can blame Trump for many things. One thing that he has to be blamed for is how anti-science he was, right? Oh, yeah. And so Biden is a phony, So and he's better than Trump, but that's a below-the-ground bar you're setting, right? And he thinks that he's, because he's not Trump, that he's like Mr. Science and, you know, like with this vaccine stuff. But from an epidemiological perspective, it served no purpose whatsoever to make me wait that long. When I'm the one who's I, I mo- still, I've, when I'm I've, the one who's motivated, I've knows gotta, what he's I've doing. I've got to argue that the, getting registered, the, that getting and the, I can get getting there the burden and right off, away get there. And getting I'm, the burden and still off of our healthcare finish, system man. is more just, important. Just let me finish. Just let me finish. And what I'm saying is, they are still doing stories in different states about these older people who still have not gotten vaccinated, and it's not because of the internet or it's not only because of the internet it's because get this a lot of these older people have difficulty getting around and so they would need help to do anything in the first place and so that's already a problem because that's already being ignored 
But all of this could have been made to wear. And you even said that this 1C category was very broad. And so when you have a category that that's, is broad, it basically is superfluous. I mean, at that point, people are going to, guess what? They're going to make arguments in defense of their own self-interest, saying, this is why I'm essential, this is why I need it, well, here, instead when, of doing when, the reasonable I, thing and saying, once the people, the frontline healthcare workers had it, and you got it into the nursing homes, it should have immediately been just get anybody that can get here right away, and it would have benefited the older people because by the time, for whatever reason, they could actually get mobilized and get vaccinated, a greater percentage of the population would already be vaccinated, and that's what we're trying to do. You just want to get I, to that eighty percent. I, I kind, I kind of, I mean, well, my only argument is, is that 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 trying to to our our uh, our medical system was was past the point of breaking in several places, and if we had not stopped that, more people would have died needlessly. If we hadn't started off like this, now here's here's the sort of uh, this is sort of a, a workaround. Uh, what you were saying, if 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 you went into the one C and just said you were one of you know just find one of the things that makes you count as one C, and you you click on that, they don't check. The, the, there was absolutely no inquisition of any kind when we went and got our shots at all. And there really wasn't any, you know, there's there's was never a point where it asks for proof of anything, even your age. Well, I guess your age, because you do have to show your driver's license. Um, but, you know, the, the just so happened the Kentucky Horse Park up here was, uh, uh, had no age restrictions. It was anybody that was 1C. So there were like young nurses and shit that were in the line with us. Um, it was mostly people around right. our age. I'm just pointing out that the other way to look at it is if you, it's, <clears throat> as soon as you had gotten those absolutely, without a doubt, most vulnerable people, which were the ones in the nursing homes and who were you know really old, after that, the advantage that you have of just simply opening up to everyone is that these younger people are internet savvy, they are mobile, and they're the ones who I'm pretty sure the data would show are the main demographic that's been spreading it. Oh so yeah, th this is true. There are it's ways to younger, counter younger. every justification that you can have for this order you want to put out. So the order made it, the system work at cross purposes. Which is a very typical American thing. I, yeah, I'm gonna. I've got to push back. The the supply just simply wasn't there for a good four four to six weeks. But that has at, nothing to until do after with he the had he had order uh, used the uh, the what you call it the Defense Authorization Act and ordered these companies to do nothing else but make the vaccines. Um, you know, then boom, a whole bunch of them came online, and that's why. I mean, Kentucky's opened up a month and a half earlier than they expected to be able to. So, I, I mean, it's it's a really fucking hard situation. And the fact that they were left with absolutely zero structure and had to build it. But, I, I mean, I've heard, I've heard Fauci explain this. I mean, he's the, I, I guess, the lead epidemiologist in the, the nation, if not the world. 
and he he ex, he explained the the rollout in exactly the same terms and you know that and and explain why this is why this and this is why that and i i even want to say and i could i could point you to this he was on the brian brian lair of uh, uh radio hour podcast about three weeks ago four weeks ago he's been on there several times anyway uh it was either that or science friday um and um um uh, you know he he was he said of course in a perfect world we would just immediately stick the needle in everybody that wanted it. Uh, but if we did that, we would run out in a couple hours of shots. And that was, and that was not that? that long ago. What's wrong with that? Um, I mean, is that it, you've, you've, you've uh, given people its brief moment of hope and probably have thousands of people lined up to get a shot that then can't get it. Uh, you, you know, if you if you've got a limited supply, you've got to figure out where's the most, what does the best good at this moment, and making it so that hospitals don't collapse is probably a really important thing to do. You know, we're not going to create new nurses right. and doctors. I mean, that you was know? a bit of a straw man there. I was not arguing that the we should have made the health care the hospitals collapse. <laughs> That was not what I was advocating. Well, I mean, it's not I a straw man. That, that was what was happening. That was in the process of happening. A first group that should have been vaccinated. I agree with that. The issue I have is after that, it becomes subjective and random and purposeless, making the system work at cross purposes. Like you're I, trying to do this, so so okay, absolutely the, as much so of a you, you hurry as you can. think that also that the the age restrictions didn't make any sense because they did. No, you know, what I'm saying having is seventy the first plus only who should have gotten vaccinated would have been the people in the nursing homes and the frontline healthcare workers because they were clearly getting the brunt of both the risk and the suffering and the death. Okay. Those people should have gone first. Uh, okay. So, so the wait, idea wait, wait. is, hold, hold on. Once okay. So who goes second? Healthcare workers are are vaccinated. Okay. After you, that, you, you are, shouldn't have to worry about your healthcare you system. You are skipping the collapsing hospital problem. They literally, these nurses and doctors are quitting because they haven't had a day off in three months. You know, working twelve to sixteen hour shifts, watching people die. And the people that are dying are over 60 for the most part, and they weren't in a residential home. There's a half a million people that have died, and most of them had been living healthy lives and were over 60. So by prioritizing those people first, so that they stop catching it and they stop going to the emergency room and they stop ending up in ICUs and filling them up. That's the most important thing. Once that group is out of the way, they pretty much have opened it up. I mean, the once they went from anyone over the age of 18, it's anyone over the age of 18. And I think that was uh, Tuesday. I mean, I really, I, I do think that the way I've heard this described is that 
if we hadn't have done that, we literally would have had entire medical systems collapse. Um, the state of Texas was going to collapse. Uh, I think Arizona was on the verge of it. Um, they ran out of ICU beds for a while. You've got to stop the people that are getting into the ICU beds from getting sick. And once you've done that, take care of everybody else, which is what they're doing now. I think they did a good job. I, I mean, I understand why you're frustrated, but um, I think they did a good job with it. And I also had a fairly enjoyable time getting well, the shot. People I think were very happy. You're conveniently... Uh, leaving out these issues of what what wound up happening, and I guess this is one of the things that you know makes me irate, is that there were lots of people who were in their forties, probably even in their thirties, that because they call themselves teachers, were among the first people to get vaccinated. I mean, some of these people were getting vaccinated. Uh, I mean, shortly after the new year. And so that's the kind of thing I'm talking about, that there's the difference between only looking at it in the abstract, which is what you're doing, but then thinking about what is actually happening with the the human beings Uh, in the world. uh, And so because it was... um, it was not set up exclusively that I mean, unless you are of this age, you know, or older, and you have these uh, comorbidities, you know, chill out. And the idea that society was going to collapse if we didn't have um, the you know popular athlete from high school who now teaches history and PE in the classroom, you know, to save America's children from plummeting in a mental illness, that you're getting that person vaccinated. That is completely infuriating. Okay, okay. And there is I, I, no I'll, reason. I'll kind of agree with you that it's uh, Why, right, it's right at the 20 minute mark. So let's let's just come back cuz uh, we'll, right we'll after come back this, to that then. this break. I will definitely come back to that. We'll take a break. Hey, Mo Podsters, Mo Potters, Mo Podmobiles, Mo Podophiles. Please stop. Mo Podolopguses. Please. Valentine's is coming. No. It's President's Day and we're having a sale. No. It's not. Stop it. It's just February. Did you say February? You just heard me. Then it's time for the February sale in the totally real Mopod store. What? We don't have any sale running. We hardly have a store. We're slashing prices on all our inventory to make room for new products. What What have you done? We have to clear out the Chauvin bobbleheads, wool tampons, G-string, sex toys, custom lube, and Robolick 2020s to make room for the all-new Ogrefest line of clothing. Dude, we said we'd all have input on this, and what the hell are these? Ogrefest Fuck Capitalism Infant Onesies? That's right. And don't forget the Ogrefest I Fuck Nerds Ladies T-shirt. No! No, 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 no. That's not only sexist, it's stupid. The Ogrefest Lick Here G-String. What the fuck does that have to do with Ogrefest or anything? 
the Mopod store. It's totally real. Give us your money for this stuff. Dude, dude, we got to talk. Welcome back. Uh, uh, we were right in the middle of, uh, I, I don't know, what, what was your, uh, uh, oh, I know, it was teachers. Now, that one is, that is completely 100% a political decision. I, I mean, that is, uh, you know, they're they're trying to make this calculation that that um, that people are are just so desperate to go back to work that they don't want to be home with their kids anymore and and it's yes yeah, not, they're not desperate to go back to work they have to um, so I mean basically those are our child care people I mean they're they're called teachers but one of their biggest responsibilities is just getting children the fuck away from the house for eight hours a day. One of their biggest responsibilities, uh, I think that that's a, a prejudicial, uh, favorable, uh, to uh, an excessive degree, <laughs> representation of these people. I mean, there really isn't any responsibility. If they do have a responsibility, that's it. I mean, these people are not freaking teachers. And it's idiotic and ridiculous. You can't have it both ways. You can't say how important it is. Keep the healthcare system collapsing. And then coming up with these reasons to say, let's jeopardize this by coming up with reasons why we have to get people back into the classroom. Rather than saying, you know, this doesn't, of course this doesn't have to happen. They've already been out of school for a year. If we do prioritize these people who are 60 and older, and there's statistical significance for saying they're the ones that are overloading the healthcare system, then that should have been it. And then you started saying, oh, and we'll do these other people too. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, you're, it's always a poor argument when it can only rest on its abstract position. But when, it's, when you think about how it's going to play out, it's going to fall apart. And that's why my version was the better version. Like, you first do the frontline healthcare workers and these people in the nursing homes, and it, then it's first come, first serve. And then when it runs out, you're transparent about it and you say, you know, this is how much we have. And if we can't get to everybody today, then you'll be next in line when we get more. Oh, my God. That would it, be such a disaster. That would you, be a you, disaster. It would be a disaster because the there are people involved in running it. And th th that's just that is just you know that this shit's going to get auctioned off. Uh, people are going to like hold places for other people, and it's it'll be just it'll would be, and, and there'll be motherfuckers coming with guns to you know to to take care of of the of. And why doesn't just, this happen anyway? Because they're having it in organized groups that that make appointments and go to a place to get it done. Now, and I'm saying that, that's, do it, that's a third problem or do it the same way. That, that's the, I don't see what the difference is. Like you're you're making appointments for people. You're just saying once you have two groups instead of the however many that they say that they have. And the reality is is was, once it, once groups. it opens up just a little bit, you know, you're going to you're going to have people doing what has happened, which is that they've all been self-serving and making a justification for themselves, like, here's why I should get in. You know, And I was actually told by one source that it didn't count that right now I am both a, a caretaker of an elderly person and I'm also living with this older person. 
You know, and I thought it was incredibly stupid when they didn't even make it where if it's so important to save these older people, like you want to vaccinate everyone in the older person's households, but they couldn't even do that. And I'm sure you'll say that that was the right thing to do as well. Oh, there's so, I, no, I, I think that the, once the older people are vaccinated, it's it's fine. I mean, that's that's the number one thing is that that, you know, everyone over the age of 60 that they are I, I mean I don't agree with these with this essential worker bullshit. I think that's that's fucking nonsense. But uh I mean and and if it, if the essential worker thing was not a part of it, I would probably already be fully vaccinated. You know, I had to wait for one seat to open up, but if it had gone the way that I think would make sense, which was would be to start with all the healthcare workers, and here's a, a big difference I would make with the way this is going right now, is I would just inform hospitals that no one can work in the hospital that hasn't been vaccinated, period. Um, and that they have to fire anyone that will not get the shots. Because that's a really good way to open up a whole bunch of employment to people that deserve it. Um, and same thing with nursing homes. You should not be allowed to work in a fucking nursing home or residential home without it. And they do that now, and it means that, pe- that older people end up still on lockdown because some motherfucker will show up with a variant and, and get sick while he's at work. Um, you know, it just and This has happened more than once. I, just recently, there were two different employees that showed up with two different variants uh, sick in one housing place. And it's just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? These, these, if you're not going to get the vaccination, you should, you're, you, you cannot do this job anymore. You know, you chose to do this job and now it's a requirement of this job that you get this fucking shot. And if you don't leave, you are done. Um, and they won't do it, which is another political, uh, arrangement. Uh, the not requiring certain classes of people to have the shot um, is insanity. And I kind of think just not requiring people to have the shots, all vaccines, is, is insanity. I, I don't know how that isn't, why, why that can't be made a law. Anyway, that's a diversion from the, from the way the program worked out. I, I still think that, I mean, right now, we, we are mo- becoming the envy of other countries. The UK, I think, has done better than us. Israel, with our billions of dollars of aids to that apartheid country, um, has, you know, vaccinated almost everyone. Um, and not to mention they've got a well-educated, well-funded public who understands science. Um, that kind of helps a little bit. But they also just poured a fucking shit ton of money in it because Netanyahu's facing... Well, uh, they have a national health care system. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, everybody and, has their national health care card. And everyone trusts it. Everyone like trusts a, right, the health care like system. Like a passport and or a driver's license. And so you can just coordinate everything uh, through that. Look, I, I know that we're supposed to say that... Well, actually, I'm glad that you brought this point up because I'll have to admit, I did think this. Here's something to think about, all right? Um, the pandemic isn't over. And so all along, it's been America's the worst performing nation in the world, and we have this runaway death total. But it's not over. And from what I've been reading, like now Brazil's having surges. Central and Eastern Europe is having surges. Oh, Brazil's bad right now. Holy and, shit. And we are, like, so I'll agree with you. Um, it drove me out of my mind that it took as long as it did to get vaccinated. 
Oh, dude, but, I would have done, I would have done it last November when they first said that they were putting it in testing. I was just like, "Fucking come! I I'll take part in the trial." You stick that yeah, fucking needle just, in me. I mean, whatever way there that there is <clears throat> out of this, which I mean, eventually there there will be. Um, it begins with getting vaccinated, and you've got to get that first jab. Um, but what if it happens? that the storyline goes such that uh, America had this runaway death total, but then it got everybody vaccinated faster. And then the rest of the world, I mean, even Europe is having problems with this. Oh, Germany's, Germany's having, having a surge. A bad time. And Italy's having a surge. <laughs> and as I understand it, they can't come up with a vaccine. Now that blows my mind because... You have this admiration of Europe, the European Union, cooperation, and all of this. And they have their universal health care, and they're so liberal and all that, right? And what happens? Like people are protesting oh, lockdowns. No, I, I can well, I can tell you one thing that happened uh, that, that probably would have stopped these protests from happening um, is AstraZeneca only shipped 30 of what was, I mean, it's it was less than, a little bit, no, it was slight, slight, Wait, how much would that be? No, it's less than a sixth of the amount of AstraZeneca that they were supposed to. And according to, uh, uh, I heard a, a UN person today talking about this, that they that threw their uh, vaccination programs into absolute chaos. And the worst hit was, oddly enough, Germany, where Pfizer is, is based, because they were, they had ordered one of the largest shipments of that particular one to use because it's a single shot. Um, 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 also, uh, uh, just today or yesterday, it might have been yesterday. Uh, India um, has st- shut down export export of uh, AstraZeneca. They're manufacturing it there, and they're the biggest manufacturer of it. Because they're having a giant spike um, in cases right now, and it's and it's uh, they that is a place where they're they are really coming close to having their. But what their happens if in the end collapse. these other countries start to really surpass us? Like Brazil becomes the worst place in the world, and then even Germany and the the great European Union winds up having, you know, uh, more deaths uh, in the long run because this isn't over. Like, we can't yeah, look yeah. at these numbers and just assume that, okay, you know, tally it now. Well, why? Because it's still... Um, now, that doesn't mean, you know, one, I don't think that that's how it's going to be because I still think that they're this doing a better job. This is also a really kind of a sick thing to gamble on, dude. I, I mean, sure, all right, I'll put down $10 on... <laughs> all right. <laughs> if you want to go there... Um, Let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. That made me uh, think of all of the hot-looking uh, female sportscasters that do the betting shows. It's such a slick, you know, setup. You've got the you know seasoned gurus on on betting, and I actually I do follow this during the NCAA tournament, uh, not because of, of betting. Yeah, do you, uh, you, you because don't. I love the basketball. But it is interesting to hear them talk about how they're going to break down these uh, Sweet 16 games uh, at, at this point. But that's, of course, uh, for a, another podcast. 
Anyway, Fuck, um, we can talk about numbers anytime, it, dude. I've... It's not so much that, but I mean, what I'm just asking you, what do you think about the possibility that there is going to be at least a plot twist here in the what you might call the last chapter of the pandemic? Because I don't think it's over, but I think maybe we're in the last chapter. And the last chapter will be that America maybe just ever so slightly does redeem itself by really doing a great job getting people vaccinated. And, you know, I am glad to be vaccinated. I'm certainly happy that my mom... Actually, today's Wednesday, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, um, no, today's Thursday. Well, I think that for whatever reason, mom finally has full immunity today. If not, it'll be the, the, the weekend. But, you know, and I can actually have my date because it'll be... The 21st of April for the second shot, and then after that, it's two weeks, and that'll be May the 5th. And you'll have you'll have had your second shot plus two weeks by then, too, right? Oh, yeah. My, I mean, April 2nd is when I get my second shot. So, so by the, April the, the 16th, 16th you know, you're, I'll be... you're as immune as you can be. Now, there, you know there's still the risk that we could be in that 5%, that 5 to 8% where... And, and it doesn't, and that's the, that's the scary thing about that is no, it does protect you. Uh, apparently, once you have that that double, the chances of you actually getting sick, even not your chances of being hospitalized with serious COVID are go, go down to zero, even if you do contract it. Um, oh well, shit! I mean. Isn't that isn't that fucking awesome? And, I'm going and, to Sturgis, man. <laughs> and you, <laughs> yeah, take your back, boy. Um, it, the, uh, 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 it takes, let's see what, uh, you might get slightly sick for, for a little while. The danger with it is, is that, and mo- but most people will get it and actually just be utterly asymptomatic that have had the, the but, and it, that's that small percentage that can actually get it and carry it around. But the danger um, is still spreading it. it. That is it. And, and to especially the with the, the variants. And especially with the variants, because, you know, that if they if the variants keep moving around and finding new hosts and multiplying, they're going to mutate, too. And that's how you get the ones that that escape the vaccine um, is if if the variants keep moving from person to person and then they they can mutate. Um, you know, we, we can knock out the original version of this of this virus. But if the uh, if this one's allowed to to jump around and continue to change, uh, that's when we run into trouble because we I, I've heard this discussion too, um, and hopefully they'll have a much better system for this. But it this is very possibly going to require uh, a yearly booster. Right, I'm anticipating that. Yeah, uh, you know, and. It, I got to tell you what, if that yearly booster really, I mean, if this, if this second shot makes me really sick, I will dread the booster shot because I know that that's probably what it's going to do to me. Um, but at the same time, I'll go get it. I, I don't, um, uh, did you yeah. know my uncle Dan had it? No, I didn't. He had it early, early on and he's got long COVID. He's, he still has fatigue really can't get as much done as he wants to uh he's got he, he still has sharp breathing pains from it, it this has been all it's been a year is that that so, now here's a fucking fantastic fact the vaccine will probably make him better 
Yes, I've heard stories about that. Yeah, apparently it helps uh, uh, it helps the system finally clear the virus completely. It's like they think there's fragments of the virus, or possibly it's it's hiding in the nervous center system or something like that, like like uh, chickenpox does. Uh, with or it's shingles. just damaged or, the person so much that it's uh, taking a really long time to heal. No, this is this is yeah. There's there, the 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 long COVID symptoms are just there's absolutely no explanation for them other than something is still happening because of it. It's not the the Fully out of them. They they should you know the things like the the fatigue, the constant fatigue. That's an infection sign, but you know there there's not enough virus in the system for them to test positive that they've got it but it's still like hanging out in there and fucking with stuff you know and the immune system's right. still like kind of blindly punching and it's it is not quite getting it cuz it doesn't have perfect immunity to it that you know it it's it's knocked it down and it kind of it can kind of hit it some of the time but most but every once in a while it can't so can I tell you about um, the so the virus ends up emotions punching. that I had after getting my shot? Yeah, actually, I would I would have preferred to have started off with that instead of the the argument. But uh, um, yeah, well, how'd you feel? I mean, I can tell you, I'll tell you what I did after. Well, I would describe it as it was a new feeling. Like I would just have to say it didn't. I couldn't quite pin down. How I felt it was a, it was a good feeling, but it was a new feeling, and I would I would call it say happiness without the slightest euphoria, like happiness. But if you looked at me, there wouldn't be any outward sign of happiness. I, I and, it, and there was also I, just a lot of uh, I wouldn't call it exhaustion, but it was this emptying of adrenaline. Yeah, that relief. It just relief. I, I that was uh, I uh, this same sort of just like <gasps> yeah, you know, just that that it it's happened. You know that that went. You know, as soon as as soon as she said it's done, I was like, holy shit, it it's it happened. Um, and there was I, I mean there wasn't a negative feeling associated. I tell you what, it, the people is, is, that worked in that place where I got it, and it was a big. Do you know the horse arena outside Lexington? Uh, the horse park. It, yes, it, it yes. was. It was in these like conference rooms off of that, and it was. I mean, they're giant rooms, and everybody was smiling. And this just, I, I don't. It's hard to describe the sort of sort of feeling of just soaking in hope. You know that this is this is what we're doing right now. All of us here together right now is going to make things better. You know, I, I mean, that was just... And that's not a, a feeling you get very often. You know, this just... What no. we're doing right now is going to make things better. Um, yeah, that I, I did a dance. I got up and danced. Um, this next time, I'm going to walk on my hands, I think. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I... You I, should, uh, you should take, uh, have uh, someone take a picture... Of you doing they're, that, and, and that'll be that can be the most sports picture. Yeah, uh, they've got they've got a thing saying uh, no no photography, so I might do it out in front of it. Do it do it in front of the one one of the COVID. Signs. Well, sure, yeah, um, because that that was of course. Um, I, here's what here's my plans for um, 
after this and as soon as i'm i this is short uh, so uh, but as soon as this is over we need to take another break uh uh the um um uh, i'm gonna make sous vide chicken chicken and vegetable soup um so all i have to do is make noodles and and throw the soup on top of it it's supposed to be really really good um and that is going in the refrigerator um so it's easy to heat up and stuff we'll have plenty of crackers um a whole lot of like seven ups and ginger ales um and every other kind of crap you could think of for uh, uh I've, I've already bought extra emodium in case diarrhea is a part of the problem um uh, we'll have the ibuprofen handy for fevers and and uh i mean we'll we will be prepared to be fucking sick for uh, two days um uh, I, I i'm just i am totally prepared for it and and um uh, what was it i heard a um a doctor say that it was that uh when when the, when they told their symptoms you know that they after they got their second shot you know they said yeah i was i had a fever a lot of fatigue. I could just barely get up and move, and I've never been happier in my life. To know that this is that it is a good feeling. I yeah, mean, my it system is, is doing what it's supposed to. Relief. You know, I went to bed uh, fairly early. I mean, early for me anyway. Um, with just you know complete willingness and uh, like just yeah, I'm really just to you know relax and. <laughs> go to sleep and i did i mean one thing is is i always make it a point you know traveling or any uh important thing that i'm going to do uh i always schedule it as early as i can and i did so i did mine the first available time was 8 15 i signed up for 8 15 and um i have found that i actually sleep better when i have to get up early if i don't worry about going to bed early and um so this kind of worked for me around 2 30 i started to feel sleepy and i did get some good sleep but i didn't get i probably got about four instead of eight hours and so then i uh i got up i got vaccinated did my 30 minutes sitting in the chair and uh just and then came back home and uh and ever since then it's just been yeah, but I mean, you know me. I I've got to you know, still be uh, angry about it. It does drive me <laughs> out of my mind that it, it it took me as long, and it, it's infuriating to think of people in their thirties and forties who didn't really have like serious health issues, immune immune yeah, it's, it, compromised it's, it's stuff. Because if you didn't send the kids back to school, you'd lose votes. Um, we better stop so you can That's save. Yeah, okay. um, it, uh, we'll be right back. The following message comes from Robo Liquor Incorporated. To our thousands of loyal and very satisfied customers, we here at Robo Liquor Incorporated apologize for the recent issues with our controller app. Russian hackers took control of all Robo Liquor 2020s for a brief period of five days last month. You may have noticed your phone heating up as you use the patented Robo Liquor 2020 and odd behavior from your Robo Liquor 2020, such as leaving the toilet, coming into your living room, and changing the channel to OANN or Fox News. We would like to reassure you, our value customers, 
that with our most recent version of the app, your Robo Liquor 2020 no longer sends all your personal data to shady Russian hacker farms in Siberia, and does not and will never again send a constant stream of both of your phone's cameras to the same hacker farms. Despite these initial flaws in the app, we thank all of our users who refused to part with their RoboLicker 2020 and openly blocked intelligence officers from confiscating their RoboLicker 2020s. They're that good. So remember, your RoboLicker 2020 no longer spies on you and will continue to give you the deep satisfaction that only comes from getting your anus licked clean as a whistle. Just ask any Robo Liquor 2020 owner if you can get them to come out of the bathroom. Robo Liquor 2020. It's not spying on you anymore. Welcome back to the Modus Operandi podcast. Along with Alan Miller, this is Dr. David Overby. We hope that you're vaccinated or getting vaccinated soon. Staying safe and healthy, and we appreciate you listening to this latest uh, episode. Alan, do you happen to know uh, what episode number this is? Maybe this 217? Is number 216. 216. Yep. That's pretty close. We Maybe are... that 217 needs to be the uh, vaccination party. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's, there's shit going on in the world, and, you know, when it's... when. Uh... Uh, when when the schedule frees up and there's a window and you're also freed up, that's that's when there's good podcasting going on because I, I don't. Uh, I, okay, so um, I'll, I'll let our our listener in on this. So one, of the, I've I've got a a band that I I play with here, and and we do a lot of recording work, which eats up a, a huge amount of my time because I'm the one that does the that mixes it down and and uh, uh, preps it for everybody, um, and you know that can if so it means that basically I'm I'm spending. One and a half times the amount that we did the that we spent rehearsing. I am mixing the tapes so that everyone can hear them. Excuse me. Um. So a lot of times that will get in the way. Um, though also I don't know this. We've been living in this time where time doesn't seem to make any mean anything. You know, it just everything's you're just the wheel is turning in place. Um, at the same time, time is racing by and vanishing into the past, and it's uh, we lost a year. I, yeah, pretty much. You know, pretty much. You know, and you think about it. For us, I, this I do have some sympathy for the the kids that are, especially the really young ones. You know, a year of your life when you're eight, that's that's fucking forever. I mean, when I was eight years old, god damn, that was just there. That lasted for that lasted for such a long time, and it was such a good good age. You know, to be and to be around other kids and and playing and make believe and and all the uh, you know of, of course I, you know I was always a, a I know but it's also kind of boring. I mean, 
you can't do stuff. You have to have permission to. I mean, you're a kid. Oh, I don't know. I, when I was eight years old, it was, uh, uh, "Hi, mom, I'm going to go meet up with so and so." Okay, be back for supper. Um, that was that was pretty much my summer life as an eight year old. I used to walk to school. I lived in uh, 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 Wilmore, Kentucky. Um, I I remember I walked over to to my friend's house on on the other side of town, and hung out with him for for uh, most of the day. I think we might have gone to the to the uh, uh, there was a public swimming pool that was indoors there, really nice swimming pool. I wonder if that's still there. Um, and and is that is that when you started your heroin habit? <laughs> yeah, that was well. That, that, this thing I realized this years later it was my friend Jimmy. He was black. I, you know, he was, he was like one of my best friends. I did, I really, the, the fact that he was black and then I had to walk so far to get to his house, uh, didn't make any, I, I didn't understand that he lived on the other side of town. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I kind of, it's kind uh-huh, of, a, a tri- it's, uh-huh. it's kind of a tribute to my parents, you know, that, that I didn't, I, just, that wasn't even a right. thing. You didn't have this overt racism shoved in your face. Yeah. Um, here's something I think that would be interesting. If you were to go back to the 1918 pandemic, were the same stories told of mental health struggles of children? I don't know. Did they shut down schools? Well, I don't think that life was so dependent on this, on institutions and these external sources of stimulation. I mean, I'm guessing like a lot of children, um, they their lives centered around the family and the family farm. And I have a feeling that it's the lack of sunlight in connecting to the land and spending time in nature that has a lot to do with the mental health problems of Americans in general, but certainly younger people that are just too locked into their computers and stuff. And I think it's a sign that these people were already freaking crazy that they just depend so much on. I mean, think about it. Like, from what I remember being a kid and with school, is it sucked. Like, I was, there's no school today. Great. Like, there won't be any school this week. Awesome. Like, who cares? You know, and like, you, you mean, you can't. Be stimulated. And then the other thing is, is that I don't think it's not being in school that is the source of their depression. I think it's the pandemic that's, you know, it's just like with the, the shutdowns. It's like the the cause of the shutdowns is not the liberal executive overreach of, of Democrat governors. It's the pandemic. Like, you have to deal with it. Um, and I also think that children's mental health is always a reflection of the parents' mental health. So if the children are depressed and going bonkers, it tells me that the problem is really, uh, it includes, as it's not limited to the children, it also includes the parents. And the parents are also, you know, they have the same problems. I mean, they can't, all right, so what? You know, like, you you can't do these things right now. Like, your routine is disrupted. Like, you just have a meltdown? (laughs) You can't, you know, there's a picnic and it it gets cloudy and it starts to rain. Like you don't need big government overreach to tell you to shut down the picnic. You just stop the picnic. But um, you wouldn't do that, and you couldn't improvise and and do something else. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Well, 
I mean, the biggest problem is that so many parents are utterly dependent on their kids not being at their house for at for eight hours a day at least. I mean, a lot of you know, especially urban schools like the one that uh, that uh, Mason went to, um, they have these long after school programs. It's basically there's some snacks. And there's, they've got, they can hang out at the gym. They can go, you know, play basketball or, or, or just, you know, use the field outside and go play. But because the parents still have to work until, yeah, because the parents have to o'clock. work their second job, you know, and, and so they're not going to be home. And so they'll come pick them up at five, you know, instead of it at two or whenever school lets out. Um, it's, it's, it's a, I don't know. It, it, like with everything, there's there's a, a broad degree of 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 issues that that you know the parents face, and uh, you know, and and of course with children, you know, think about the children that were basically left at home, you know, for long stretches of time by themselves for a year. I mean, I don't know. You you hated school. I did not. I, I I was I always had lots of friends. I always was you know top of the class or not top of the class, but in the you know top top five or six. Uh, it was interested in everything um, uh, about it. Though I don't I don't know. I did go through a period where I was just like there to hang out with my friends and didn't really give a fuck about what they were teaching. And then I realized I was gonna. So I'm the only was in trouble for it. <laughs> like this this movie Ferris Bueller's Day Off is, you know, popular for reasons other than the fact that no one wants to go to school and everyone is always happy when for whatever reason they don't have school. Like it's a snow day or it's a holiday. Or today is a field trip. Remember when you did? You went on the bus and you went to you know look at the the animals on the farm, or, or you, you did something that was actually educational and halfway interesting. Um, no, I I, under, only I, I understand what you're saying, but without actually doing the rest of going to school. I mean, I, from what I could tell of the Ferris Bueller in school m- moments that are in that movie. Uh, you know, he had a group of friends, and he just this was his. You know, he he skipped school, which you I know, didn't say. We do. I was against having friends. <laughs> I said, I think it's a common thing, and I'm. Wh- but yeah, I, but it's not. It's not common to, it's to go without when, school for over a year. You know, well, it it's really isn't because. Uh, I mean, you just try to try to remember what it was like to be eight or nine or ten. How long that was, you know, and if your if your thing is, you know, entertaining your friends and and playing with them and you're just completely separated from them for that huge amount of time for for kids, um, I can see how it's it's just unusually stressful for them. I mean, it is stressful for all of us. I don't nobody. There's no, there's not a single. I, I don't know. Maybe some of the super billionaires who have their own islands where they've retreated to with with staff that can't leave. Um, they get tested every hour, and yeah, so does yeah, everybody yeah, who yeah, gets within. Got, they got six doctors in their own ICU rooms. 
um, on Let me tell island. you something interesting about why I think the pandemic is, is finally coming to an end. Remember when we were talking about our lizard brains and how we couldn't lose weight? We're running. Yeah. And it's like our, our body has this. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see if, if, I, if I shrink. I have finally been losing weight. No shit. This no past shit. week, I, uh, I was in the, finally back in the mid-190s. I'm finally coming off. I, I have not weighed myself. Uh, and there, since, I don't know like what Christmas. other explanation there is because there's not been any real change in my routine. If anything, last year there was a stretch where I was running my brains out. Like I, they were one and a half hour runs, nearly two hour runs, <laughs> and I was still always just a little bit over two hundred. <laughs> And I would look at myself like the side view and be like, God, man, like, what's the problem? I know. I've never had and, a and belly not, in my you know, life. And, you this know, is I, so bad. You exercise, so I don't, I'm not the, you know, a health nut, but I'm not a junk food eater, a junk food eater either. Um, you know, I make the pizzas and, uh, you know, those have the cheese, but they're, they're fairly small. And I don't just load it down with, you know, heavy stuff. Oh, I've been doing that lately. Oof. So it's got to be the lizard brain sensing that this, yeah, deep the frequency of danger, yeah, the burden is, is finally starting to fade out. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it is so cool. I, I I agree with you. There, I it is a it, it is a new feeling. You know, and I, I can't. I, I mean, I really. I. I, it, I mean, I'm. I'm going to do the handstand in the place, but I, I'll get Denise to take a picture of me doing it in front of one of the COVID vaccine places uh, or signs outside. But um, I. I've got a feeling I'm going to cry because the level of emotions. I mean, I I cry at movies all the time now, all the fucking time. Movies that aren't sad will make me cry. <laughs> You're going through menopause, Alan. It's menopause, um, but it, it, I, well, I I was listening to uh, Doug Loves Movies the other day, and he was commenting on the same thing. He goes, "Boy, the last last ten years or so, I've gotten to where I cry at everything." And I was like, "Oh, I understand this." Because he's about my age, I think he's he's mid fifties. Uh, okay, we're are we? No, what are we doing here? I, I I've lost track. Oh, we still got fucking good ten minutes or, or seven or eight minutes. <clears throat> um, what? Any other interesting shit going on in the world other than uh, death and destruction? Oh, did you hear about uh, this? We boat? missed another uh, round of uh, tornadoes. In oh, the, did, did south. Uh, um, is it going south of you? It is because I mean it's it's tonight that it's going on. So, uh, but man, they really had the alarm sounding like we were Torcon Seven and in the maroon and wow, wow, uh, really nothing. I mean, there were some rumbles of thunder. But we haven't had anything close to severe weather, but there was apparently a hailstorm in Nashville. Yeah, they they said it would be isolated, um, but the isolated pockets would be extremely violent. But and you know, Nashville and, had a tornado 
um, really right about the time the pandemic hit. I remember it was literally within yeah. days of when everything shut down. It was like the the week of May fourth through the eleventh, and then May the uh, May March March fourth through uh, March eleventh, twenty twenty. Nashville was hit with a tornado. It happened at night, and then you know, right after that, the pandemic you know hit. So, I mean, what a wallop for the. Uh, for the population, for the world to have to endure. And, I mean, I think it's interesting to speculate about what's going to happen, but really I just have no idea. I mean, I I think in some ways we all have to be uh, braced for that there will be some uh, difficulties of a post-pandemic world because it's, uh, it's such a major setback. Well, there's um, there's not only that, but we we simultaneously have just looming gigantic climate change issues. I mean, fucking um, Australia, after burning hotter than it's ever burned before, just just a enormous. This is I mean, the the place was just charcoal half of it, not half of it, but I mean, just enormous uh, wildfires. Now, it having historic flooding. They've they uh, there are parts of the country that have had in the last week more rain than they usually get in a year. Um, so, you know, so that's happening. You know, California seems every year to want to just completely burn itself free of vegetation. Right. I mean, um, it, it rains here all the fucking time. I mean, well, to it, go back to the tornadoes. I mean, one of the reasons that it's now uh, Dixie Alley rather than uh, Tornado Alley, is that the arid climate from the desert is now pushing into the plains, and it's pushing the moisture out of the plains and concentrating it into what was already a humid part of the country. And so the moisture is now really channeling over Mississippi and Alabama, right? It's It's... It's, that's literally mm-hmm. climate change. That the, yeah, the come, weather system going type across of weather, Louisiana up through there. Yep. Meanwhile, Texas and Oklahoma are going to be more like Colorado. And um, yeah, that kind of dry, arid. And he, what do you think? I mean, I know Biden is getting pushback from these Republican states about you know stopping the federal um, handouts to these uh, pipeline building people. But I'm not sure that those kind of actions in and of themselves are going to be nearly enough to meet the challenge. Oh, no. We're, we're, we're fucked. I mean, just humanity is fucked. It, it, it will... I bet money that right about the time... Eh, we might outlive. We, we might die before this, this comes true. Uh, but it is very possible... But I think it's all... We will start seeing Mad Max-style scenarios. The the story of the 20th, 21st century is that everything has really accelerated. Yeah. It's just a much more volatile world all the way around. I mean, you can't think There's in terms of... There's too many people. Of, There's too many people. And, and, well, the, and there are also all the world is going to correct by just, killing all of us. There, there's also just been all these problems that have never been... Uh, corrected. I mean, they've just been allowed to go off the rails. I can't. I can't argue. 
But I think, let's see, uh, you know, May 5th for me will be second shot plus two weeks. And I think that sometime there in the early middle of May, we've got to do a uh, live in-person podcast vaccination party. What do you think? Yeah. It sounds like a fucking great idea to me. And I think it needs Um, to be accompanied. It'll be either the 16th or the 23rd. I I guess the 16th. No. Yeah. The 16th will be my, my, of April. Will be my, uh, I'm, I am fully there day. All right. Um, so yeah. When, when is yours? May the what? May the, the 5th. May the 5th be with you. Right. Um, right. so uh, <laughs> I think that means like on May the 7th would be a Friday. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Either, either the 7th or the 8th. 7th or the 8th for sure. Um, we, we, uh, we're probably, if it's not too windy tomorrow, we're going to set up the camper and make sure it's good. So, uh, you'll of course have your bedroom. Yeah, that would, you know, that makes it even better because you can still observe all the proper safety precautions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we will, we'll record outside. Uh, if we record outside, I'm probably going to, um, do it with the, uh, with a couple of microphones that that we hold close to us, uh, I'll bring some stuff from uh, our recording studio because last time it was really hard to hear us uh, over that fucking traffic out there, you know. And it doesn't matter where it you still sit. sounded pretty good. I thought, and it was great. That, it, that it was is right. truly a historic archive. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Uh, it's incredible. Yeah, we've. Uh, what an incredible year. I mean, my God. Yeah, we've... Uh, th- yeah, exactly incredible. I mean, there's... Uh, no no one would have predicted this being what uh, 2020 was. I mean, no, no. I, in in February of, tw- of 2019, or even... Uh, uh, when did I first hear about the fucking... I, I think the first time I heard of rumblings about there being... Um, a new SARS-like infection in China was either November or December of 2019. So, you know, my birthday last year, uh, in 2019, last year, <laughs> last last normal year, um, I, there's, I couldn't have imagined any of this shit. I mean, no, uh, you know, having, you know, stacks of masks at hand, uh, wearing two of them at once, uh, constant use of hand sanitizer every time you leave the house, you know, every time I get out of the car and go into a business, you know, I get all the way back, get in the car, put hand sanitizer on, wipe down my keys with it, wipe down my phone with it, um, anything else I've touched, um, well, except my wallet, I just, uh, first thing I do is stick my wallet back in my bag. So it's just I don't touch it, um, and then I do my hands and everything else, uh, to, and I do the every place that I touched when I got in the car. I do. This is fucking nuts, dude. I hate this. <laughs> I know. I, earlier today, I was, um, I think it was, you know, getting the mail, and it's like I've washed my hands thirty times in the last ten minutes because I'm always thinking about, you know, I did something. And then I touched something in between washing my hands, so I got to wash my hands again. 
since I'm going to now touch this other stuff, I should wash my hands again in case, you know, I don't want this other stuff to be contaminated. It was really nuts at the beginning of this. Like, I would transfer food that was delivered outside on the top of my car. You know, I wouldn't even bring it into the house and do it when we still had some plastic gloves, right? Because we just, we didn't know, and I wasn't sure. And I thought, you know, this is a crisis. Like, you, yeah, have, you're, you have to... Yeah, you're more than a little bit OCD but to begin with. So, yeah, I... I I feel well, you. Fair I enough. I feel you. But, you know, it served me well this time. At oh, least. It, it, it does, except now now when you're washing your hands that many times because, it, you know, so, like paper, if you bring paper in, set it down, walk away, go wash your hands, leave it alone for an hour, it's fine. That it, Apparently... What sure, that, dude. I mean, what like, that, what that virus wants and... is shiny, shiny stuff. I know that it's. I'm. I'm trying to. I'm trying to talk ration to your to the irrational part of washing your hands every single time you touch anything. But I can understand the inf- impulse because I just now. Okay, I've been in in the. I've been home <clears throat> for uh, four hours now. I've washed my hands probably five times, and I just wiped the corner of my eye and jerked my hand away before I went and finished up. Because, you know, don't touch your face. Right, right. So I totally, totally get it. But I was just, my only comment was that I totally get it, and you are somewhat OCD. So, goddamn, dude, I've got all the sympathy in the world for you because you you've got it worse than I do. Um, but yeah, I and we've all got it bad. This is just some fucked up, fucked up shit. I just. Uh. But Alan, it's people like me who are particularly astute to and well prepared for the fact that nothing, nothing good, good is ever going is ever to happen, happen again. again. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to the Modus Operandi podcast. This episode was recorded at the IFPR studios in Louisville, Kentucky, and the Bad Teacher Studios in an undisclosed secret bunker. With Dr. David Overby and Alan Miller. Produced, engineered, edited, and mixed by Alan Miller. Music by the Institute for Psychic Reform. Intro remix by Hydropod. Please join us again soon for the 208th episode by subscribing to the show wherever you get podcasts. Search for us on Facebook or wherever. A poorly kept webcage with uh, recent episodes is available at psychicreform.com slash mopod. That's psychicreform.com slash Mopod, where you can also find the RSS feed to directly subscribe to this show. Search for Alan Evil on Twitter for weird freeform poetry, but not the Alan Evil that's been suspended, the one that's Big Al in a bunch of numbers. Listen to Emma reply to the unhinged tweets of our liar-in-chief and the occasional cute animal video. The Mopod gift store is a fictional entity, and the products advertised are imaginary. Mopod! Stay safe, wear a mask, 
maintain a safe distance from others. Good night.